This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 747, comic reviews for the week of Wednesday, January the 22nd. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 747. It's uh, a couple of comic reviews from the week of Wednesday, uh, January the 22nd. I was actually way on vacation when these comics came out, and uh, the week since I've been back has been extremely crazy, so I haven't had as much time to read many books. I'm only talking about two today, so it's going to be a super short episode. Uh, but first, looking back at some of the other books that came out on the 22nd that I haven't had a chance to read yet, but I'm definitely interested in. Uh, they include Atlantis Attacks. It's a first issue of a miniseries uh, by Greg Pak. Uh, which is obviously, um, you know, a very familiar uh, storyline name uh, from way back in the day, in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, New issue of Batgirl, Batman Curse of the White Knight, Batman Superman, Batman Beyond, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Conan Serpent War. Excited to read that. I don't even think I read issue three somehow. Detective Comics 1019, Excalibur number six. I'm actually really enjoying Excalibur. Uh, I know that that seems to be a divisive one, but I'm really enjoying it. Fantastic 418, the launch of a new Guardians of the Galaxy book. Got the sixth issue of Marauders. New issues of Metal Men, Red Hood Outlaw, Ruins of Ravencroft. So Ravencroft, Dracula. Uh, new issue of Shazam finally came out. We got Superman, Web of Venom, The Good Son, um, Wonder Twins, Wonder Woman, and You're the Villain. Hell Arisen number 204. So what am I talking about in this very short episode? So first we have uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 38. And this is by Nick Spencer, and uh, we have Ivan Coelho on art with Brian Reber on colors, and uh, Virtual Calligraphy Joe Caramagna on letters. Uh, Ryan Notley and Nathan Fairbairn did the cover, and that's, uh, you know, a little unfair in some ways. You're like, oh, great, great, we're getting a Notley issue. And then you get a, some, uh, you know, an issue by a different artist. That being said, I will give credit that Ivan Coelho's artwork is very enjoyable, and... Um, I, you know, I actually would, you know, it was a very, very well-illustrated issue. I would be okay if, if Coelho did more on here. And especially when you had Spider-Man in action, I thought it was very enjoyable. Um, unfortunately, there's not a lot of Spider-Man here, but there's a little bit. Uh, we have a little bit more of the idea that, uh, you know, Jameson kind of figuring out what to do with his his world and what he wants to do. He's trying to help Spider-Man somehow. Um, I liked overall the the idea with uh, him and Jameson, with Jameson trying to save him and trying to do his best to kind of help Spidey, but also feeling like maybe he's owed something in return. Um, it's, it's a very simple kind of, you know, done in one kind of issue. It, it, there's not a lot of meat on the bone, maybe. Um, but some more of a characterization, uh, mostly for Jameson kind of moving his story along. Uh, you have some Teresa Parker stuff, but I, to be honest, was not not a super big fan of that. And it's just weird to have any scenario where Peter would be okay with looking like a villain or looking like a criminal. Like, it just something about that just kind of didn't quite uh, work with me. But the rest of it I thought was fairly enjoyable, um, although uh, maybe a little bit light. Um, I like the use of Chance here. I wish we got to see more of Chance actually doing what Chance does. Uh, even the Foreigner I thought was kind of woof, woof fully underused um more it's just about spider-man just kind of having a regular day uh which ends up you know kind of uh being a bit of a pr disaster in two more ways than one um i'm gonna give this issue a seven uh i thought it was pretty decent you know it was decent i think that the art was great by coelho um the story was you know it was fine it just wasn't super exciting either um i I feel like this book needs to do something to kind of jolt me awake i just feel like it's going through the paces and i'm not super invested in anything that's really happening and i want to be i want to care i really want to love spider-man i just i feel like i've been bored of spider-man for a while like it's not bad by any means but it just doesn't feel like it's 
really making me that excited to read the next issue either, which is, is that almost worse? Um, again, I've always said before that something about being indifferent, which is almost worse than being upset about the writing in a book. Um, anyways, that was Amazing Spider-Man. And then we have Batman 87, which is, I guess, what, the second issue by uh, James Tinian the Fourth and Gabe March. And um, overall, I would say... I really liked the writing. I thought it was really engaging. I'm not a big fan of March, though. There's moments where he feels like he's almost uh, doing like a Tony Daniel, and I like it. And then, but then there's a lot of like I don't know something about some of the the, the models, some of the way in which he draws like Batman, his musculature. It just doesn't quite seem right to me. Um, his uh, there's a shot of Cheshire, you know, kind of doing a, a kick to Batman's chest. Which first of all, even if it wasn't able to stab him with her toxins, uh, the 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 brunt force alone would be enough to knock someone down. Like it's crazy, um, and like, you know, she she gets pretty brutally hurt as well. I just wasn't that. Invest, I, did, I just thought the artwork was really lacking. I thought it was lacking some detail. It's a little extra kind of rough. Um, maybe it's just also because we've been used to getting so super rendered stuff by Tony Daniel and other artists. And so I just thought that the March's artwork was uh, kind of a bit of a letdown. Um, I think I would give this a six and a half overall. Um, I think the story is very strong. I'm excited to kind of see what's going on with the Riddler uh, and, and also with the Penguin here. I love the whole idea of the, the multiple assassins. Like, I'm definitely interested in the story. I just wish that the art was more up to the task, as I, I felt that maybe perhaps it was not. Anyways, and that's all I'm talking about today. Just those two books. Can you imagine this whole episode? Only like five minutes worth of material. Uh, next week, some of the books I'll be talking about um, will be, well, some of the releases anyway from the 29th, which is two days ago as I record this, include Action Comics 1019, Amazing Spider-Man, The Daily Bugle. It's the launch of a new miniseries, I believe. Uh, Avengers 30, Avengers of the Wastelands, number one, set in the Old Man Logan universe. Uh, Captain America, number 18, Captain Marvel at the end. Conan the Barbarian, number 12, which is, I believe, the last issue by Jason Aaron. I uh, got the uh, Deadpool, The End, Dead, Detective Comics Annual, number three, Dial H for Hero, Doctor Strange, The End, Doctor Strange, Surgeon Supreme, uh, Fallen Angels, Hawkeye Freefall, Immortal Hulk, Jessica Jones, Blindspot, although that's really just reprinting material that was previously published as a, both a trade and um, a digital uh, exclusive, Justice League 39, Justice League Dark, uh, New Mutants, number six, uh, Ravencroft, number one, Scream, Curse of Carnage, number three, Spider-Ham, number two, Spider-Verse, number four, Star Wars, uh, Suicide Squad, Tarot, The Flash, The Green Lantern, Black Stars, The Terrifics, Thor, Titans, Burning Rage, Weapon Plus, World War Four, X-Force, number six, and X-Men, number five. I hope to, at the very least, be talking about the latter two books, as I'm very excited about those. So thank you for listening to this episode. You can rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Uh, next episode, episode... I guess 748 will be a pretty big one. It's two and a half hours, or two hours, 45 minutes of me talking with Tom DeFalco and Ron Friends about A Next, uh, specifically issues 7 to 12. Uh, it's really quite a, a director's, well, not directors, a writer and artist commentary on that book, and it was a lot of fun. It's very long. Um, if you put it together with uh, what we did for issues one to six, I think it's in total almost five hours worth of material on Anext. But I was so happy to do it, so happy that they both agreed to do it. And Ron Friends feels like he's he's such a huge friend of the show. He's uh, he's always up for uh, chatting about his work, and he's just such. What's so interesting about Ron 
is the depth that he's able to go into on his artwork and the decisions that were made and really uh, looking deep into the process that uh, that happened on working on a book like A Next. Um, so it's always been a, an important book to me. So being able to kind of go deep into it with him was nothing short of extraordinary. So that'll be our next episode probably coming out in the next day or two. Anyways, thanks for listening to this episode. You can read, as I said, you say you can connect to me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com and also read and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again for listening to Comic Shenanigans. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.